If you have a Bible, turn to Acts, the 20th chapter, okay? We're going to use uh, three verses, 27, 28, and 29. Now, these three verses are part of a message that Paul gave to the leaders of the church of Ephesus, as he's getting ready to leave. He's telling them that he will not return to Ephesus. In fact, for most people, the next time they see him will likely be in heaven. And you can imagine how emotional this farewell was. Through the emotion, Paul wants to leave these leaders, though, with something meaningful, something substantive. So he speaks to these leaders with this deep conviction, sharing key truths which... I think are valuable for every leader in every avenue of leadership. Not only are these truths important to church leaders, but in lieu of today, family dedication, I found these to be deeply valuable for parents and grandparents, especially. So I want to share this morning quickly five truths to lead your family well. The first one is found in verse 27. Look what it says in Acts 20, verse 27. It says, For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Now, in this verse, Paul alludes to the first of two metaphors he's going to use in just these three verses. And he uses these metaphors to explain the responsibilities of leading a church. And the first is a reference to a watchman. A watchman was a role that was, that was assigned to a person who stood on the city wall and kept watch. And when, when something was happening, the watchman would speak the truth as to what was happening. And Paul explains how he served as the watchman for the Ephesian church. Now, this principle of the watchman is a well-known biblical uh, uh, principle that was explained way back in the book of Ezekiel. If you, if you are familiar with the Old Testament, Ezekiel was a prophet. And in Ezekiel, the third chapter, verse 17, we find God talking to the prophet Ezekiel. And he says this, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. Here God ordained the prophet Ezekiel to be a watchman like one on the wall warning the nation of a coming invasion. That when God gives him a message, you give them the truth. The watchman stood for truth. If an enemy was approaching the city, the watchman would sound the alarm, regardless of how terrifying the news was. It was his job to announce what was happening and to be truthful. And Paul had been a watchman for the Ephesian church. Paul stood for truth with them. He told them. He told the people of Ephesus, the the Christians there, about Jesus, about salvation, the kingdom of God, and how God was working through his church. And in doing this, he set an example for these leaders. Don't shrink back from sharing the whole purpose of God. Don't, Don't take off a play when it comes to telling them the truth about the full counsel of God. So the first truth To lead your family well is be a watchman that shares truth. Now, as parents, we are the first line of defense when it comes to our children knowing the full will of God. We are the most influential people in our children's lives. You may not feel like that all the time, but you are. 
You are the primary disciplers that your children will have, at least through these early years of their lives. The children's ministry and student ministry here in Northeast are here to support you, as I mentioned earlier. And they're going to be here to encourage you to help you be those disciplers for your children that you need to be. But they can't do it for you. You are like a watchman keeping watch over the city wall of, for your children. Be on the lookout for the dangers that our kids are facing today. They may not know that trouble is right around the corner. They need you to tell them the truth. You see, there are many paths our kids can go down. But God has a purpose for their lives. Help them to see the path that God has laid out for them. The purpose that God has for them is one that will give them a sense of deep meaning and eternal significance. So don't shrink back from telling them the whole purpose of God. You see, each of our kids are made in God's image. Thus, they have an eternal purpose. So make sure they know the truth so they don't end up going down a destructive path. Well, let's read the verse 28. It gives us some more insight into these, uh, how, to, how to lead our families well. It says, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the whole spirit has made you overseers, the shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Paul uses the second metaphor here, and it's the metaphor of a shepherd. As Paul leaves, he charges these leaders of the church with the responsibility that they are the shepherds of the church. Similarly, as parents, we're the shepherds of our families. Paul told the leaders of the church in Ephesus, keep watch over yourselves. Keep watch over yourselves. And as parents, we too should do the same, which leads us to the second key truth to leading your family well, and that is be a shepherd that guards yourself. Paul's exhorting these leaders to be careful and cautious. He's reminding them that they need to give attention first to their own life before they can ever lead others. This is great advice for us as parents and grandparents as well. We need to be careful and cautious how we live our lives. The way we live is the first and oftentimes the most influential example in life for our children. All of us face temptations, but if we're on guard, if we're on guard, we can avoid falling for temptation. The reason this is so important is because sin complicates life. Sin damages everything that it touches, especially our families. Often children are collateral damage for the sin of a parent. People seldom count the cost when they give in to temptation. Yet I believe if they did, many of them wouldn't sin. So keep in mind when you are tempted that your children will pay a price if you say yes to sin. The best version of you is the one that says no to temptation. So give your kids the best version of you. When you think about a shepherd, one of the most important roles of a shepherd is to make sure the flock is fed, which brings us to the third key truth to lead your family well, and that is 
Be a shepherd that feeds the flock. Now, when we talk about feeding in the context of what Paul is talking about here as a shepherd, the truth here focuses on teaching, not actually feeding food. Now, we would never consider not feeding our kids breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Now, I know sometimes you don't feel like it or you don't want to, but part of being a parent is providing for your kids in that way, right? So if we understand that to be a shepherd, we should be committed to feeding them physically, then we recognize that we should feed them spiritual food as much as we would be willing to feed our kids physical food. In order to do this well, we need to read the Bible every day for your personal growth. Remember, and I think this is really important, you can't give away something you don't have. You can't give away something you don't possess. So read the Bible for yourself. I'd recommend that you keep a journal of it to write down important truths that you learn as you read through Scripture. This is a great way to remember what you've learned because if you're like me, you have a tendency to forget. So read the Bible for yourself. Secondly, always be learning. Always be learning. You may not know as much as you think you need to know about the Bible, but that's okay if you'll do two things with regard to your kids. First of all, teach them the things that you do know, okay? Start with that. And then always be learning. Listen to the biblical truth shared during sermons or lessons or podcasts that, that seem to capture your attention. They speak to your soul. Take notes. Write those things down. Ask yourself the question, how can I apply that to my life? And then share these truths with others. Have conversations about it. Stephen Covey used to say, if you can, if you can teach a concept to at least two different people without notes, then it's yours. Figure out ways to do that. And then once you feel like you have a grasp on it, then share it with your kids. Finally, when you find yourself facing a difficult topic, and that will happen over the course of parenting, your parenting journey, when you reach that point, ask for help. Our ministry team is here to help you. Student ministry, children's ministry, they're willing to assist you. So reach out. The last thing I want to say about this truth is the gift that we gave to each family this morning is a children's Bible. Now, spoiler alert, if you haven't opened the gift yet. <laughs> I assume that they had, but surprise. We want them to have this Bible so that they can start reading to their son and da or daughter as soon as possible. You will be the first teacher that your kids have. So start early and teach them the truth about, about Jesus. You know, there's another key aspect of the shepherd, and that is that he spends long periods of time with his sheep. It comes with the territory. That's what shepherds do. Which brings us to the fourth truth to leading your family well, and that is be a shepherd that is involved with your flock. This is an integral part in being a shepherd. It's an integral part in being a parent. Being with your sheep is essential to knowing what's going on in their lives, what's going on in your flock. 
Years ago, my wife had a family friend who married and moved to Chicago. He and his wife were, had very demanding jobs, and so when they had a baby, they hired a nanny to help out. As time passed, though, it became apparent that the nanny was having much more influence with their young child than they were having because the child spoke almost exclusively in Spanish because that was the native tongue of the nanny. He had to learn English as a second language, I think. It's been said that it takes a village to raise a child, and I believe that. We all need help at times, but that doesn't eliminate the need for you and I to be heavily involved in our son or daughter's lives. When we're with our kids, quantity time is just as important as quality time. In fact, some will say it's even more important. It's what happens when nothing's happening that really happens. If you're like me, you're busy, but you always make time for the things that are important to us. And certainly, our kids are important. So find ways to coach your kids in sports or, or be a sponsor on a school trip. Decide that you're going to eat meals together as a family. Find time to read to your child. Play games together. You know, the list of activities goes on and on, but it doesn't always have to be an activity, does it? Just take them with you when you go to Lowe's or you go to the drugstore. Or involve them in projects as your little helper when you're working around the house. Or have them cook with you as you make dinner or you bake cookies. Life is happening all, the, all around us. So do life with your kids. Well, that brings us to the fifth and final key truth to lead your family well, and that is be a shepherd that protects your flock. We find this in verse 29. This is what Paul said to the leaders in Ephesus. He says, I know that after I leave, excuse me, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Paul was warning the leaders in Ephesus to expect false teachers to try to come in and mislead the church. There have always been wolves in sheep's clothing, always. Parents and grandparents, these will be people who will appear to be good, but they're people with evil motives, and they are the, we are the first line of defense to protecting our kids. When my daughters were dating, I had a rule that I had to meet the young man who was going to take my daughter out on a date before any date happened. And I gotta be honest with you, I looked forward to those meetings. (laughs) I'm not sure anybody else looked forward to them, but I did. With each suitor, I explained how important my daughter was to me, and then I explained how I had been her protector her entire life, but while she is with you, I expect you to protect her with your life. (laughs) And then I made sure that they knew that if anything happened to her, that he would have to answer to me. And so then I would ask the question, do you understand me? (laughs) And you know, surprising, I've never been more effective in communicating a message than that message. Every young man said, yes, sir, I understand. Yes, sir, I understand you. 
Now, one boy yawned the entire time I was talking, and uh, I asked my daughter later, and she said, yeah, that's a nervous habit he has, Dad, and I said, good to know, good to know. I wanted them to know that not only should he be careful when he's driving my daughter in his car, but he better be a gentleman while she's with him as well. I wanted them to know that I meant business because I was protecting my daughters even when I wasn't going to be able to be with them personally. You see, our kids don't know all the dangers that they will face, but we know many of them. And we must be vigilant to protect our kids Teach them where the dangers lie. And then at times, don't allow them to go certain places or be around certain people because of the potential danger. Now, decisions like that may not make you popular with your child, especially during their teenage years. But remember this. Your kids don't need a friend. They do not need you to be their friend. They need you to be their parent. Desperately. And being a parent will always include making hard decisions in order to protect or do what's best for your children. So let me wrap it up with this. You've been given one of the most important responsibilities in this life, raising a child. That is a great privilege. It's a tremendous honor. Take it seriously because you may be raising the next great engineer, doctor, or teacher in your home. Right now, in your home, may be the next Billy Graham, Mother Teresa, or Chris Tomlin. So be the best watchman and shepherd that you can be for your children. And let's trust God to help us. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for the honor of being a parent and now a grandparent. I consider it a great privilege, God, and I thank you. Lord, I pray that you will bless each parent who is listening to this talk, wherever they might be, here in the room, online, or later through the technology that's available. Lord, as they listen, Lord, will you give them all that they need Will you equip them to be all that their child needs them to be? God, help them to prepare their child so that they may grow up to be a man or woman of God. Give them wisdom and discernment to make right decisions. Give them courage when the decisions are hard. Give them strength when they're weary. And please bless them with faith that is deep to sustain them. Thank you, God, for the privilege of raising our children, and thank you for helping us to bring them up to knowing you. Amen.